Welcome to the Iron Mind Podcast. I'm Dr. Ian Quist. Make sure you hit that subscribe button below so you don't miss any future episodes. Welcome to episode 10 of the Iron Mind Podcast with Dr. Ian Quist. Uh, today is one of my favorite topics, and it is the 100-year lifestyle, um, sort of based on a book by a good friend of mine, Dr. Eric Plasker. And uh, I used to do a report on Monday evenings pre-COVID, and it was based on this 100-year lifestyle approach. And people often say the first thing they say when I talk to them about living to be 100 um, you know, what do you, what do you think of that yourself? If you, if you kind of contemplate, if, if we were chatting, I said something about living to be a hundred years old, um, you know, the, the most common response is, Ooh, I don't want to live that long. And here's how the conversation plays out. So what's your number? Is it 65, 70, 75? No, I don't want to die that young. I'm like, well, what is it? 80, 82, 87. I don't know. As long as I'm healthy, I guess. And I said, exactly. So it's not that you don't want to live to be 100. It's that you don't want to live sick. You don't want to live like you picture so many 100-year-olds, which is in a nursing home, um, you know, not able to bathe themselves, not able to feed themselves, possibly not remembering, you know, what day of the week it is or, or their family members. And, you know, I don't want to live like that either. So I get that. But the whole point is it comes back to one of the topics we discuss here a lot, which is choices. And that um, how, how I've started to approach this is I don't get to pick how or when I'm going to die, but I fully get to pick how I'm going to live. And so my goal is to be healthy as long as I'm alive, right? And I probably said this before, but I want to die healthy because the alternative to that, of course, is living sick. Um, you know, I, I've seen so many unwell people over my career and and you know it it's it sucks i don't i just don't want to go down that road for as long as i can so what happens is that by making choices today recognizing that statistically there's a greater and greater chance that we could actually end up being a centenarian which is a hundred year old person um, the numbers are going up drastically every year but it doesn't mean that we're living healthier we're just living longer and this comes back to quality and quantity of life and so what I, what I want you to focus on is, are the choices that I'm making today serving for me to live a ideal 100-year lifestyle? So my thought is I'm going to reach for the stars and I'm going to make some wonderful choices today with my nutrition and with my thoughts and with my um, physical activity that would lead me to being a healthy, active, and vibrant 100-year-old person. And if I die before that, that's a you know that's 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 the way the cards are but at least i die healthy right so instead of the opposite which is that there's so many people in the nursing home right now that have already outlived their life expectancy so if i if i sort of live like well maybe i'll just live to be 75 so what i'm going to do is i'm going to start making choices based on a 75 year lifestyle and then i've got 25 years Beyond that, if I happen to live to be 100, where my body and my mind are not set up to, to, to have a wonderful existence. And so a big part of this is making choices now that are going to serve your ideal 100 years. Now you have to remember, it's your ideal, not my ideal, not anybody else's ideal. If your ideal 100 years is 
you know, being in a nursing home with somebody feeding, that's okay. Nobody's, nobody's here to tell you that that's not, you know, that that's not right. That's entirely up to you as to how your body is going to be. But on the same token, if you want to be one of those people that's going to be um, active for as long as you can live, that would be absolutely wonderful. Um, and so, you know, the reality is when we see so many older people in nursing homes, we sort of think that that's, you know, sort of part of the part of the plan. It doesn't have to be. Um, you know, I think I'm one of the few people that's super excited to, to turn 50. Um, I'll be 49 in, in a few weeks. And I always joke and tell people that if you don't like your big birthdays, like the five five zero and the 55 and 60, 65, those five-year numbers, then you should take up triathlons because what happens in triathlons is that your age, for whatever reason, gets written on the on your calf in a great big black sharpie. So everybody knows when when you get passed by by somebody or if you pass somebody, they know exactly how old you are and they know if you're in the same age group, which means that we're actually competing against one another. And every time I race, it's always amazing to see these you know seventy, sixty, seventy year old people that go go past me that are you know in better shape than I am and i'm 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 absolutely amazed at that but uh, the point being that when you're in a triathlon you race in your age category so so right now this this year in 2021 hopefully there's going to be some races I'll be racing in the 45 to 49 year old milk uh, sorry race category and um, and the interesting thing about that is now I'm, I'm 49 so I'm the old guy so when you turn 50, you age up, and aging up in triathlon is awesome because now I'm 50, or I will be 50, competing with up to 55 year olds, which is or 54 year olds, I guess, which is which is um, which is always fun. So anyway, the point being, uh, just just a, about a week ago, I was saying talking to a patient, and she was telling me that her mom was like, I think it's like 53 or 54, and I'm like, what? I'm like, oh my goodness, I could just about be your dad, and this is like a married person who owns a house, right? And her husband says, wow, wait a minute, how old are you? And I said, 49. He, and he was shocked. And I said, I, I really hope as I go through these next couple of decades that I always shock people with my age. Um, I have a funny feeling that I'll still look my age as far as you know wrinkles and losing my hair and things like that. But as far as what I do physically and what my body's capable of, I, I, I really love that shock factor. It's kind of neat to, to see people's faces when they're like, wow. And, you know, the opposite approach to that, of course, is to say that you're 49 and people are shocked because they thought you were 59, right? So um, nobody wants to be on that side of the spectrum. So anyway, the point being, start making choices now that are going to allow you to live an active, healthy life for as long as you're here. Um, I heard a statistic one time that said that the average American dies at 67, but we don't bury them until they're in their 80s. And, you know, obviously it's a, a joke, but the point being that by the time the majority of people in North America are in their late 60s, their quality of life has de- diminished greatly. Their ability to do things goes down drastically. They have, you know, so many other things going on in their lives that are that are having a massive impact on how their body functions and how they feel. And so all of a sudden when you, when you have those struggles... Um, you know, you, you start to feel every single ounce of your age, right? And that's, that's not okay. So, um, anyway, if you get a chance, you should look up the hundred year lifestyle book because it is a, it is a good book by Dr. Eric Plasker. And, um, you know, there's a few life changing principles that he talks about in there. Uh, one that, that, that I remember vividly is that, uh, change isn't hard. The thought of change is hard. 
So when we sit here right now thinking of changing to make uh, an ideal 100-year lifestyle and you think of the things that you have to do different and you know the sacrifices you may have to make and the things that you may have to avoid or the things you may have to add, um, that's a lot harder than actually doing them most of the time. And I'll give you a, a great tip, kind of one of my tips that you could start uh, doing right away. And I used the example of a, a patient that was eating a donut and I said, um, you know, you have a donut every morning? He said, yeah. And he told me he wanted to lose weight. And so his expectation was me telling him that he has to, you know, quit eating donuts and, you know, don't do this and do that. And so I said, listen, don't, don't worry about giving up your donut. Just start eating some carrots and celery or start eating a salad a day. Start eating, um, you know, a banana. And, and what happened was, first of all, he was a bit shocked at how simple that sounded. And I said, just do it for like a couple of weeks. And as he went through the process, it was amazing to see that when you add a good habit, you end up having to, you don't have to, but you end up dropping some of your, your bad habits. And it's really quite amazing that when we focus on giving things up, how hard it is. It's such a struggle to start to think that I've got to give up this or I've got to stop doing that. And instead of doing that, all I want you to do is start to focus on these you know, small little steps that would move you toward a healthier you. You know, you you deserve it. This uh, this is your year, right? It's 2021. There's a lot of crap going on in the world right now. Um, at least in my country, there there's lots uh, south of the border. There's 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 tons of stuff going on. And whether you agree or disagree with everything that that seems to be um, playing out in the media, the the reality is is that we have choices, and the thought of change is much harder than the actual process of changing something. And it's an extremely empowering thing to start to make a change. So if you started to focus on, like I said, just eating, you know, a couple more servings of vegetables every day and, you know, document that stuff, write it down. Every time you do it, put a little check mark in your calendar or something and you'll be shocked at how empowering it is to think that you've started to make change, that you started to take control of your life. Um, there's so many people that I see each day that are, that are totally out of control. They, they're, they're, they're. I don't know. It's 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 tough, and I mean, I'm happy to help, and I'll do anything I can. But I also need a person who who wants who wants that help, and who's willing to make some changes. And the reality is, is that they're you know statistically that they could live to be a hundred years old, um, whether they want to or not, and that's a scary thing. Um, end, I'm going to end on this great quote by George Burns, which was that if I you know when he turned a hundred, uh, I, th- I think it was when he turned a hundred, but he was over hundred when when he was when this quote was um, attributed to him, and it was that if I'd known I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. So what happens when you look back and you're having your 100th birthday and all of a sudden you're like, oh my goodness, I remember this talk that, that Ian gave on Iron Mind about this, and here I am at 100. I'm so happy I made those changes. So anyway, this uh, episode is dedicated to my grandma, who's going to be 102 in March of this year, and is an amazing lady, and has been a wonderful, wonderful uh, grandmother. So uh, you guys have a wonderful day, and start to focus on that 100-year lifestyle.